Episode 98, The Rant, Aloysius Johnson, one of Nassau County's elite basketball officials, president, chairperson, and mentor to all. Al is more than a peer, a mentor. He is a man of integrity that will tell it to you straight. In this pod, he discusses his exploits as a player, how he discovered officiating, and what motivates him after all these years. All that and more, my conversation with Al Johnson, now. The Rant has been brought to you by Roar Organic. Everything your body needs, nothing it doesn't. There's a reason they say variety is the spice of life. And with their new organic line comes the following exciting flavors. Georgia peach, blueberry acai, cucumber watermelon, mango clementine, pineapple mint, strawberry coconut. Ah! Roar Organic uses a proprietary electrolyte blend created with organic coconut water, organic cane sugar, and sea salt. It's non-GMO, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, no artificial colors or flavors, no preservatives, and no artificial sweeteners. Just 2 grams of sugar and only 10 calories per serving. Visit Roar.land and use the code REFEREERAMP, one word, in the checkout and receive 10% off your next purchase. That's Roar.land code REFEREERAMP. The Rant has been brought to you by the revolutionary product for referees and all professionals alike, Neat Tucks. What the tuck? Traditional shirt stays have been tried and true, but never accounted for those professionals that have shorts as uniforms. What do you do when you officiate soccer or lacrosse or even basketball in the summer? Don't forget about baseball umpires too. Enter Neat Tucks, which come in style and active versions. Don't get it twisted. You can even wear them at your 9 to 5 too. Listeners of The Rant can visit neattux.com and enter the coupon code REFEREERANT, one word, and receive 20% off your initial order. That's REFEREERANT, one word. Happy tucking! Welcome to a special edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest, President-elect, next in line for 4041 President. Uh, chair-elect for NBWBOA as in Nassau County, um, and one of my mentors, one of my uh, very first people that I met running in the circuit in Nassau County, Al Johnson. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. So I just want to see if you remember when I first met you. Um, I think I remember it was one of like my first or second seasons, and yeah. I was kind of like middle of the road in during doing middle school games, and I remember... Um, <laughs> I had I had dinner with somebody and I got a phone call the next Monday and it was from Lori. And Lori calls me up. She's like, yo, you know, you had a game uh, on Friday. And I went, I had a game. And she's like, yeah, you need to check your schedule. You need to fix your administrative side because you don't know what you're doing. So I think somebody called me up and they told me, you know, you can't really do that. And then they sent out a mass email saying that people are missing games. Mm-hmm. So then at the time, I remember I still wasn't dressing up professional for games, pull up to Manhasset High School. I remember that. And then and then I see Al, and this is one of my first interactions with him. He's like, that's how you come in, coming at the game? You got to look professional, young man. You had some blue pants. Craziness. Some, some crazy outfit. <laughs> you know, his moccasins. I, I def- was like, yeah. whoa. And plus, as minorities we have to step our game up, mm-hmm. number one. So you can't do what the next man do. You got to do a step above. So then I remember you were telling me, you know, you got to look a little bit more professional. And then on top of that, you were like, you know, guys are missing games. And then I was like, that was me. And then you were like, oh, man, <laughs> this guy's just completely on the wrong foot. He got two left feet on. But nonetheless, welcome to the show. I'm happy you remember that. Hey, thank you. Because <laughs> that's so long ago. <laughs> But I wanted to start on your journey. You know, that was my journey. And obviously you were an OG already by that point. What was your um, what was your relationship with sports growing up? Where did you grow up? What did you play in middle school? What did you play in high school? And what did you play in college? Well, middle school, I went to IS-59 Queens. We had no basketball there. Just a little intramural thing going on. Then I moved to Elmont. Played point guard out here. Two years on the varsity. And we lost to Malvern continuously, mm. like four years straight, basically. They were the perennial powerhouse they, around they, here? They were the powerhouse. It was Elmont, Roosevelt, Malvern. Then you had your East Rockaway, Valley Stream South, Valley Stream North, and Floor Park. Mm. That was the conference back then. Was Did you perceive 
Queens basketball different from Long Island basketball? Or do you feel like it was just as competitive back then? Well, you know, it was just competitive. Um, I played in a lot of tournaments. Rutgers, um, Montebello Park in Queens, Brookville, Woodmere tournaments. I played a lot of ball back in my time. Mm. You know, so, um, you know, back then, men were men. It wasn't none of that crime business to the officials and stuff like that. Mm. Now, the kids are... Don't touch me. Don't step on my sneakers. You know, if you don't want to get touched, sit down. Yeah. I always find it weird that kids want to have sneakers that look like they weren't worn but want to wear them. That always makes... Well, you know what? I'll give you a quick story. When I played in high school, we had a kid. I can't remember his name. He was about 6'5". He was a big powerhouse kid from California. And we had the top 100 camp. And we're playing. We're playing. He stopped playing. He said, yo, man, somebody's stepping on my sneakers. <laughs> I said, are you kidding me? He just stopped play. And then we were supposed to go far. And then one day after school, we are playing ball. He just blew out his knee. And that was it. Mm. That's when all the policies started changing with the insurance and stuff in the high schools and stuff like so that. So you were there in the building when, when yeah. the policy changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's unreal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess after high school, what was your relationship with playing basketball uh, afterwards in um, college? Did you play? I played St. John Fisher College. Played up there. Um, played with Paul Hewitt. Um, it was all right. It was, it was a different experience because everybody's a prime PT player back then, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when you go um college, you're like, wow. And I got my big shot at University of Rochester. I think I had like 21 points. 12 rebounds and like six assists. I had a good game. Mm. And for whatever reason, Bobby Wanza said, stay right here next to me. I never saw the light again. Oh, wow. So I left college and then I went to the military. And then we started playing out there. And that's it. Then I came back home, started playing a little bit. I said, let me think about this uh, officiating thing. Mm. Well, before we get into that, I got one one thing I wanted to clear up. So... I was officiating with your wife about a month ago, and she was telling me you had springs. Is this true? Who? Your wife told me that you could dunk. Was that true? Back in the days, sure. Wow. Sure. I had little hops. You could still dunk now with a trampoline, no, right? No, 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 no. I <laughs> wouldn't even think about it. Last time I was on a trampoline, I almost broke my thumb. And no joke. So play, you took... Go play, ahead. Playing with my grandson on the trampoline. Mm. And my wife said, what are you doing at a trampoline for? You're not supposed to be on a trampoline. You're too old for that. So... Trampolines are off limits for me now. Done. Um, so we want to go back to that bygone era when you were playing. Um, what was your perception of officials growing up during that time? I never really had a problem with officials. I was probably one of the dirtiest players, just knew where, because back then we had two officials like they do now in high school. And I just knew where the officials were. I used to hold the shirts, step on shoes, step on shoelaces. Stuff like that, just to get under their skin. Mm. And once you start talking back at me, I knew how to get you. Mm. And when they, um, the officials say, cut it out, I just cut it out. Mm. You know, there's no back talking about them. So so you, you got it to the point where you knew what to get away with, and by the time you thought you were going to get reprimanded, then you pulled back. Right. And then you see yeah. what, what, what you were going. Yeah. So what was the first inkling of you getting into officiating? Wow. I was playing men's league. And um, I'm running up, and I'm like, man, my body's getting tore up here. And I'm paying these guys $70, $80 a, a week. I'm like, this can't be happening. So I think I was in my early 30s when I started officiating. And then I, Dusty and this guy, Leon Martin, rest his soul, he said, why don't you come on over? I said, no way, buddy. The abuse you guys get? Then about three years later, I got into it. What made you, well, what made you, um, I guess, contemplate, um, of course, not wanting to do it, then all of a sudden going, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot? Um, Just to stay in the sport. I love basketball. I love playing it. So, got to give it a whack, mm. you know. So I'm assuming your first experience was uh, taking the class with Jimmy Green, Jimmy Ward Green. 41. Absolutely. What was that experience like? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 
taught the class. There was no nonsense in there. It was just straightforward. You know, I didn't even open up the book until three weeks into the third class. Mm. I said, I know basketball. I said, whoa. Third class. I said, I better start opening up this book. So I started studying. So no matter what you get, you just got to pass the class. And then it just took off. Green took a liking to me. And that was it. Mm. Just took off. Do you remember your first experience doing a real game? Varsity game? Just any game. Just just the first time. Because, you know, one of my first experiences of doing, um, well, luckily for, by the time I was already officiating basketball, I was already doing softball and I was doing flag football. But I do distinctly remember, you know, Don Landolfi coming back of us going, what are you doing? How come you're doing it that way? And I'm like, I'm doing it that way because I've never done it before. Well, my first time, I think Sammy Dominic said, look at this guy run. He runs like a gazelle. And I'm like, wow. So he took a liking to me. And I was pretty much fit. You know, and I'm like, okay, I can do this game. And plus, you don't want to be embarrassed. So I made sure I learned my mechanics. I learned what I needed to do, how to do it. I watched the older officials, how they do it. And just mimic what they did. Mm. So and made it into my own style, basically. Mm. Yeah. So you took a liking to it just as much as they took a liking to you. Right. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't one of those guys that smile in your face back in the time. I, was, I had like a straight up mean face look. And one official said, you know, you need to loosen up a little bit. Because you're a good official. But you look unapproachable. You found that to be true at the time? Yes. After I looked back at it, I said, wow, that, that is true. So I kind of loosen up, talk to your coaches, you know, laugh a little bit. You know, serious to get when serious. You know, it was, it was a learning process. Mm. Still learning. Mm. Still learning. So as much of a dream season that I had last year, um, you know, I had so many good experiences. I had so many you know, double-A games in the mm-hmm. Catholic League. Uh, I'm going to be doing PSAL last year. I even went to federations. But, you know, I think one of the biggest highlights that I had was that I was able to do a varsity game in Nassau. And, you know, that's important to me because I know how difficult it is to get to that point. Mm-hmm. And I also know what it means to me to be recognized by my peers to be up there. So, you know, even though it's not as, you know, sometimes it's a lot crazier in the city to me, just the traveling and and the kids are all, you know, five-star recruits going to D1 schools, it still means something to me going home and doing those games. And they felt different. Right. The vibe felt different. So, you know, having said that, what was your first experience doing a varsity game in Nassau County? I guess my first experience doing that varsity games was probably at the Allen Garden at the AAU level. And it was like anybody that was anybody back in those times had to go through Allen Garden. And... We worked those games at Island Garden. There was no joking around. We're making, what, $30 a game. And we just worked and worked on our craft down there. Island Garden, can't say nothing bad about it. It was good to me. Hmm. Learn how to handle the game. Learn how to handle coaches. Um, As you know, the AAU circuit can get a little crazy. But, um... That was about it, really. Were you doing CYO as well, concurrently? CYO, yes. I was doing CYO. Matter of fact, at one point, I was coaching my kids, refing, and working nights. So I was going to the games, like, half sleep, half of the time. Wow. You know, so do what you got to do. How about a real school game? Do you remember your your first recollections of doing a varsity game? Varsity game. Because they feel much different than the JV games in the they, middle school. It's, you know what? They say pressure for varsity games. There's really no pressure. The games are a lot smoother. The kids have more control of their body. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel really any pressure, to tell you the truth. It was just a bigger stage. Enjoy, embrace it, and have fun with it, basically. Mm. Um, nah, I really didn't have no pressure doing it. And, it's I, and, I, and I don't remember... My, my first game, believe it or not, why, I don't know, but um, 
I just had a good time with it. Mm. I still have a good time with it. You do. Yeah. You do. And, you know, I had the pleasure to watch you, um, I think, do the, the B Long Island Championship in March. Man, you're so smooth with it, Boys. man. The girls. Oh, girls? Okay. Yeah. You're, you're real smooth with it. How did you, you get involved with the girls, side? I did boys first one year, and somebody else told me, do the girls. So I give it a whack. Mm. So I was doing both. A little different rules. I had to juggle both of them, but uh, I made it work. You just got to make it work. Yeah. Nothing's going to come easy. So, When do you think the point in time um, it came to you when you started taking it uh, super serious? Was there was there a definitive I, moment where you were like, you know what, I, I obviously I have talent, people that informing me that I'm really good, but I can take this to the next level. I could be one of well, the feature refs doing the big games. Early, right from the beginning, even went from the class. Um, they were saying, oh, you can do college, you can do this. I did an AAU tournament. I took a week off in the summertime, but I had to call in sick. And I have kids. My kids were young. And I said, this is not going to work for me. Because at the time, I didn't have the time to take off during the summertime. So I had to make a, a choice. Is it going to be basketball or is it going to be my family to do the college circuit? So I, I took my family instead. So that was more important to me. And everybody said, how come you don't go to the city? I said, I'm fine right here. Mm. You know, all the city plays came to the Island Garden anyway, so it was good. Mm. Um, so how do you think uh, things have changed? Because, you know, when I speak to you, when I speak to somebody like Brian Jones... You guys were kind of on the fast track. But now I realize, like, I see a separation with a lot of my peers that were in my class. You know, some have made it to the next level, but some people are still kind of toiling. What do you why do you think it's it's very difficult to get to that next level? Everybody's scared of their job. Nobody wants to help the next guy. That's what I that's my perception. Just help the next guy up the same way somebody helped you. Give a hand to that next person, you know. Put the word out, something like that. So that's what I try to do. And I try mm. always to recruit, try to recruit new officials. Mm. So um, the way it changed, like I said, people are more quiet about what they want to do. They don't want to give out no information and stuff like that. First, I just think people are just insecure with themselves and don't want to help the next person out. Mm. That's, that's what I think. I know you mentioned Leon Martin. I know you mentioned um, Dustin Jimmy. Buck. Dusty Buckley. Um, you also mentioned um, Jimmy Green. Mm -hmm. Discuss any of your other mentors. Who they are, What do you think they've done for your career? And how do you think they've shaped the way you've helped people after you? Well, it's always giving back. So when... Um, shut this up one second. Oh. John McCrink was my guy, you know. He just said, stay focused, and everything will come to you. We was around the dinner table one day, and he says, I'm thinking about giving up the president for the, for the girls. He said, um, we had, all the ball members were around. He says, anybody want to? take on that job and I said um I said I'll do it boy I didn't know what I got myself into and um I'm thankful for that and um he's a tough guy tough guy and he's missed on the board also yeah um John McCrink taught, taught myself a lot what to do, what not to do, who to talk to, who not to talk to, stuff like that. And even when he says who not to talk to, you still go talk to and find out for yourself who this person is, you know. Um, you, learn, you learn a lot about basketball even more when you're in these positions and stuff like that or when you're in a signer and stuff like that. You get calls out of the blue. People that would never call you before, you're just like, wow. But, um... John McCrink is missed on this um, association, hmm. you know, on the girls' side. Good man. I'll share my story uh, before we go on with my, my experience with John McCrink. I remember I'm taking the class my first time, and 
I mean, the dude was no nonsense, no nonsense. And um, he set the tone early and I don't know what happened before he took over, but I just knew like you, it was like a gauntlet. You had to take the class two years. You had to run half a mile. And unfortunately, my first year, I failed by one, one, one answer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thinking that I'm going to email John. I think I had a good rapport with him. He knew I could blow the whistle. And um, he told me straight up. No way. Can't do it, man. No way. Can't do it. I, I like you as an official, but, you know, if you really want to do it, give me $250 next year and come back. see how serious you are. And, That's right. You know, I was hurt at the time. Obviously, I was disappointed in myself because I passed, I failed the uh, the boys' class too. You took them at the same time. I didn't take it the same time, uh-huh. but you know, and and this is a pro tip for anyone that wants to juggle it back. You know, when when you're so used to putting your hand up with federation rules and you can't unlearn that, and you guys have, you know, people high up that are such guardians of the games that that is automatic fail. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to unlearn that, and you know, he instilled that to me, and I remember. When I failed, I spent about 365 days. I didn't care if it was a boys' game. I'm doing I'm doing girls' mechanics because there's no way right. I'm failing. So shout out to John McCrink for the things that he's taught me. Yes, you know, with with the hard lessons. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. But how do you think somebody like John McCrink has, you know, I guess shaped the way you help people now after you now that you're in a position similar um, to him? I pretty much go the same way. You know, I still go out there and try to recruit officials. Um, try to help new officials um, and if there's a problem anybody can come talk to me or call me um, and just stick to your guns basically mm. you know you can't waver left or right because XYZ want to do it this way and CD want to do it this way so just stay on the straight line for the most part and nobody can say pretty much anything mm. you know you know some people are going to like me. Some people are not going to like me. And the other 20%, what are you going to do? Everybody's not satisfied. So, And mm. these positions, it's it's a no-win situation, basically. You know, so you just do what you can do. If they like it, they like it. They don't, they don't. If they don't, they can come talk to me. And that's about it. Right. And I think the position that you're in is always going to be polarizing. You think about the current administration in America, you know, there's always going to be people that's really upset and there's always going to be people that are kind of satisfied. And, you know, that's really hard. What do you think are the challenges that you faced as being somebody uh, on the administrative side? And how different is that in terms of um, in comparison to just officiating? Well, when I go up to the states for meetings, I'm the only Afro-American around the table throughout New York State. Um, We need more people to, to come out and try to get back to the sport. Is it easy? No. Do you want to deal with half of the BS? No. Do you want to sit back in that room in the meeting and listen and be that guy that want to argue all the time? Some people are like that. Then you just bring them up to the front and state your name. And and then after a while, he sees that you're trying or she sees you trying. And, um, you know, just try to do the best you can. Mm. Try to satisfy everybody, because everybody ain't gonna like what we, what you're gonna present anyway. So, but you feel comfortable with the position, oh, yes. right? Yes, I'm comfortable with it now. Yeah, yeah. I remember, Did it take you a while? I remember my first speech to the board, and I'm not a great speaker. You're good when it's like 40, 40 words or less. You know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I remember my first speech to the members, and I was like, uh, and. I'm looking at all these people and everybody's like looking at me. I'm like, holy crap, Ola. Now I'm a lot comfortable with it. You know, I can say jokes here and there. You know, like that dinner joke. Were you at the girls' dinner this year? Yeah, but I was probably already inebriated, so. Oh, all right. I was already on one. 
um, you know, I have fun with it now, so I'm good. I'm good with it. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm very comfortable with it now. So where do you where do you envision um, both Board 41 and NBWBOA in the future with under your guidance? Where do I see? Um, I'd like to see more unity. I'd like to see a lot of the yeah. things that you were saying, because, right. you know, I think me, I'm in a precarious position because, you know, I'm still considered one of the younger guys. But I also want them to feel like they can talk to me and I, not feel territorial, because I, that's I, how I felt when me, I was coming up. Me personally, as a junior high official, I remember myself coming with a jacket, coming with a tie, pants, shoes. After the game, as long as I had my flip-flops, I would take a shower. Um, I would just like to see everybody help one another personally. Black, white, purple, green, blue. You know, just step in and give this individual a chance. And if you're a JV official, that's all in good. If you're a junior high official, that's all in good. But don't keep the next guy down because mm. you want to stay down. Try to pick this guy up and um, tell him on the side what's going on. Or tell him to call Jim, Joe, Tom, Mary, whoever it is, to see what he can do to bring himself up. You know, It all starts as soon as you walk through that door. As soon as you walk through that door in the gym, they're going to all size you up. It says, wow, look the way he came to the game. You know, sneakers, shorts, and stuff like that. So you dress a pres- you dress professionally, they'll treat you as a professional. Mm. You know what I mean? So that's the biggest thing. So other than the things that you just mentioned, um, what do you think, let's say, you know, hypothetically speaking, if you had an official that has been uh, kind of toiling for seven years and they're still on the JV level and they feel like they're ready and and they're still not getting the shot. What advice would you give to them other than the things that you've already said? Mm. Talk. Talk to your president. Talk to the old guards. See what you can do differently. Um, maybe talk to some of the coaches. See what they're saying about you. Mm. You know, And maybe you can change the way you approach the game also. Um also, if you don't do high school, you don't have to stay and do high school. You always can go to the college, to the next level, and go try out there. But it's the same way in high school. Everything's political. Yeah. Everything's political. And I also think that sometimes people that have those particular gripes don't really advocate for themselves the correct way. You know, they're kind of screaming in the wilderness like, oh, I'm so good. I'm so good. Come and see me. Well, when they're not going through the proper channels because there still is a system. That you have to go through. Still have to go through the system, no matter what. And you got to get the amount of games that you need. Um, there were guys that's griping at me, telling me, ah, I don't get enough games." I said, "What are you doing extra?" Well, I'm doing PSAL. I'm doing Catholic. I'm doing CYO. I'm doing independent leagues. Well, you got to shrink that program down for yourself. And if you want to do high school in the public schools. Give them mostly all your availability. I think that's the only way it's going to work, personally. Mm. You know, not putting all your eggs in the basket, but if you're giving too much to this person and too much to that person, it's not going to work. So, in other words, um, have five baskets instead of 50, and then right. thinking that, right. you know, basket yeah. seven is going to give it's you... It's all managing your time. Mm. It's all managing your time. Um, so, over your tutelage and just how long you've been on... Uh, officiating, um, can you recall some of your successful mentees? And what do you think you learned from, you know, mentoring younger officials about yourself? Well, my thing with younger officials, what I like them to do is just listen. Listen to everybody. Put it in a basket. If you don't like what he said, toss it out. Because you're not going to agree with everybody. You just not. Um, some old officials will help you. Some old officials won't help you. Some young officials won't even help you. But um, you just got to keep on chipping at them. And if you look serious and you act serious and you ask the right questions about what to do and how to do it, people will help you. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised how many people help you on that board. On either side, girls and boys. 
you know, even um, on the girl's side, Sue Rafa, she was telling myself, myself and Brian Jones, just, you know, you guys going to run this association in years to come. I said, no way. <laughs> no way. I said, no way. And look now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, it's all time. It's timing also. I, you know, it's a tough sport. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's to move up. It's your approach to the game, basically, I guess. You know. I think it has to be the right amount of seriousness as well as the right amount of being approachable. Right. And also, you got to know, you know, know your stuff. That, that, know that your goes stuff. without saying. And also, you got to know people also. I'm not going to deny that. I didn't know anybody when I first came in. Mm. I knew absolutely no one. But the only two gentlemen that told me about it, um, Leon Martin, Dusty Buckley, then Sammy, Casey Sr., Casey Jr. And um, I did a game with Casey. It was Glen Cove against Floral Park. It's probably one of my best games I ever ref. And it was up and down, up and down, up and down. Even Casey and I today talk about that game. It was just, it was fun. The atmosphere, the gym was packed from wall to wall. You know, it was out of his mind. But I don't take things for granted either. Because one year I went to the, I went to the States and the Federation. Same year? Same year. And then the following year, I got zero playoff games. Wow. So I take nothing for granted. Mm. People say, how are you going? I say, I don't know. People think because you're in these positions, you get a special privilege. I said, I don't think so. That's that's my perception of it. Nobody's going to give you. Could be, anybody could be a president in this association. But to go out there and ref the game itself the way it's supposed to, nah. Mm. You know. Have you uh, had any any notable people that have come through the ranks and, and you went, wow, I can't believe that they got this far this quick? Officiating? Yeah. Well, Sean Morgan, you know, he's he's done a lot um, on the college side. Um Kevin Foreman's does do a lot on the college side. Who else? Those are the only two. My guys. Mm. I know of. Those are my guys. Mm. You know. Um, Sherman. Sherman Davis. Um, those are the guys I know of. I found that I lived on Sherman's block before oh. I ref. Oh, yeah? It was in Freeport, right? I think I lived Free- like Freeport four Ball houses yeah. down from me. Yeah. Which is like ironic when I... Look at the uh, the address book. Um, one thing I did want to ask you, is it difficult juggling both the administrative sides for being uh, involved administratively on the boys' and the girls' side concurrently? Is that difficult? Yes and no. On the girls' side, we got great people. You know, Tommy, uh, Jim, Sherry doing a class. Rudloff. I got everybody. And Bill Bush. Bill Bush, the senior guy, he knows the OCC. Secretary of work is Tommy Caramella. Good, great guy. Sherry Zappala, she knows her class. And Jim Bork, he's been president of um, softball also. And he knows his stuff also. So I have good guys over there. And on the boys' side, I'm learning from... From um, our president, our current president now, Marty Gately, and just learning from everybody, you know. So it's, it's, it should be a, a learning experience, especially on the boys' side, mm, not this year, but the following year. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I know the season's coming up. Um, are you are you starting to get ready for that? Are you trying to get healthy and trying to get healthy because I'm getting ready to do this soccer and starting to work out. You know, and let's talk about that. What other sports do you officiate? Let's see. I know you just said that you got involved. Field, with field hockey. hockey. I just got involved with field <laughs> hockey. Whoa. Um, what are we doing? Field hockey, soccer, girls soccer. 
I do girls and boys basketball and girls lacrosse. I'm taking the girls lacrosse class this year. It's a wonderful sport, you know. It's a wonderful sport. Mm -hmm. I used to do football. Football is very different. Yes. Very slow, too, right? Very slow. It's, it's like an elongated free throw. <laughs> it's, 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 um, it's an elongated free throw, and then it's a fast break, and then an elongated free right. throw. Um, it's so much going on in football, and by the time Jim, John, Mary, Sue gets together, they come out with totally something different. Mm. Um, football was just different. Everybody was. I was just learning football. And this guy screamed on me, da 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 da. I said, "Let's pump your brakes right now." I know how to officiate. If I'm in the wrong spot, just tell me to go back into the wrong spot. But you're not going to just scream on me because I've been around the game a long time, you know. So we got that out the way, and I think I moved up to the varsity two years. And then we did the finals, we did the Nassau champs, and we did the Long Island championship game on that crew. And I just broke out after that. I said, mm. I really didn't like the game. Yeah. Two people kept me in the game was uh, Les Prosper. And um, who was the other person? Les Prosper. I can't think of the other guy's name right now. What was your, what's your favorite sport to officiate? It's hoops. And what do you think is the most difficult sport to officiate? Difficult sport. I have to say it's basketball. Basketball is the difficult sport. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, yeah, basketball is the difficult sport. Because you're on stage. You're on stage by yourself. And if you make the wrong call, everybody's looking at you. And it's funny, people that come from lacrosse or field hockey and tries to come into basketball, it's a hard transition for them. Because it's so close quarters compared to Ooh. what they used to. Because right. you put a penalty down, you, it's a delayed whistle. Yes. You can run 60 yards away from what yes. everybody's, you know, everyone's like, ward, ward, ward. Every, just run everybody's away. screaming at you. And I remember a female, she came from field hockey, lacrosse, and now she's doing basketball. After two years, three years, she says, no, no, no. That's it for me. Because mm. everything is so much, and everybody's yelling at you. So depending on the gym, they're right on top of you, you know. Would you consider officiating any other sports? I know that volleyball's a hot commodity out these streets. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Matter of fact, as I get older now, I'll probably just start and let some of these sports go a little mm. bit, you know. But um, it's a nice hobby. You know, I got all my family into it. My family, this is a referee house. It's only one of my kids that don't referee. It's my oldest son. But everybody else, referees. I said, listen, if I'm working, everybody else working. How'd you get your wife to officiate? Because I, I just, I would think like, man, my well, wife would be a good official, but I don't think she would do it. The way I met my wife, I was playing in a men's league. And she used to do the books. And her father was the coach. And I used to do a lot of stuff on the games and stuff like that. And we just started talking, and that was, I've been married for 30 years now. 30 years married, and um, we got three boys. And now, everybody's all grown up now. Mm. Well, I got one grandchild, he's a son, grandson, and um, got two at home. And these guys don't want to move out. I need them to move out now, you know? <laughs> I did my job already, you know? I met Kevin, too, your, uh, one of your sons. In the lacrosse class, and he was like, he was he was flying up until he got his full time job. I remember, yeah. but he knew the game inside out, and I was like, man, I don't know when. Well, he played. He played lacrosse. Mm. My kids played football and lacrosse. My youngest one played football, lacrosse, and basketball. So everybody's done now. So mm. Now they all officiate now. But my wife, she loves the sport. She's a great official as she, well. She loves the sport. She loves to be around it. I don't know how she does it, but she does it. She yeah. gets it in. Yeah, you know? for sure. You know, she gets it in. I, and I always hear, like, it's the most successful thing when people are doing the books in the game and they start realizing, like, yo, the ref is making way more money than me. I need to get into this. I need to stop doing the book. You know what? Everybody thinks it's easy. You see us running up and down. It's not that easy. Mm. You know, because if you're not a good communicator out there, 
You have a hard time, you know. I just have fun with it. Mm. This is this is my piece of time. Like when you used to play, you know, you you depress and you depress. That's not the word. Decompress. Decompress. You decompress and you just enjoy the game. So the same thing with refereeing. Mm. That's the way I take it. You know, just have fun with it. Do you feel like um, you like officiating more than you ever did like it when you were playing? It's about the same. Yeah. Now it's just about the same. You find that weird that there there came a point in time where you would enjoy officiating as much as playing? Because in the beginning, you never think that it's yeah. going to have the same thing. I remember my, as you say, my first game, just watching the game. Like, wow, that's a nice move. <laughs> wow, he did a nice crossover back in the days, you know. I was like, wow, that's pretty good. But now I just sit back and the game's a lot slower now. Mm. So you kind of enjoy it. And sit back and watch, and you watch other people rough. And sometimes you got to be careful how you talk to the guys and critique them and stuff like that because people are sensitive now. Mm. So you just got to be careful how you say it. You know, so that's about it. After everything you said, what do you think of the attributes? What do you think it took to get to where you are in this moment in time as an official? Um, my family, having my back 100%. My wife never gave me a hard time. So you have to go out there and do games. Uh, go ahead, work at it, and then come home. It's my family, number one. My family's number one. Mm. So, And you got them into it. So the give yeah. back was, why don't y'all get into it? So see yeah. what it's like. Well, my sons bet me in football that I wouldn't do it because I, it's the outside, and I didn't really like football that much. <laughs> you know, rain is falling on you. They're oh, talking yeah. about this is great football weather. Sideways rain. So, Good, good, good weather to play. Good weather to play. Not, not to officiate. No, nope. No. No. Nope. So, you know, my family's number one in the sport, and everybody else comes second. Mm. So. What do you think it's going to take to get to where you want to go, and ultimately, where do you want to go as an official, as well as uh, being the president? Where I want to go? Just to help everybody out. I know I can't make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. But to give my side of the story, if they ask, I'll tell them. Was it an easy climb? I won't say it was easy. You know, especially in this sport, nothing is easy. Mm. And you're meeting different people all the time. So just keep on working. You still got a lot left in the tank? Or do you think that it's... Oh, no, I still have a lot left. I was going to say. I still have a lot left. Yeah, you, can yeah. still, you can still do it. The fire still burns. The fire still burns. That's you know, good. The summer, you, the summer you got to slow down. As the older you get, you kind of slow down and pick and choose what you want to do. Because I remember doing 10 games on Saturday, 10 games on Sunday, four games at Island Garden during the week, Monday through Friday. Working at night, coaching. How I fit it in, I don't know. So when my son finished college playing football, I rolled over to my wife. I said, good morning. My name is Aloysius Johnson. How are you? <laughs> Who are you? You know, it, you know, that was it, you know. It was sports, sports, sports in this household. We have no problems watching sports all mm. day. Might as well get paid for it, right? That's it. <laughs> so... Um, what do you think is the most stickiest situation that you've ever been as an official? And what is the most stickiest situation that you've ever been on the administrative side? Asking you tough questions. As an official. If you could remember anything memorable in your illustrious career. As an official, sticky situation would be... I guess it was... It was uh, it wasn't sticky, but it was it was kind of crazy. Kid gets slammed. I mean, slammed. When was this? When? when? This is early on in my career. Okay. So, Jim Borg is on the sideline watching the game. And the coach says to me, you didn't see that? And I, my famous quote to the coach was, sorry, coach, I missed that one. And let me tell you. <laughs> This kid got slammed. Mm. No, and then another another point was a kid got fouled. I called the foul. The kid got really close to my face. And I always go back to Roberto Alomar. 
if I can do it. Remember Roberto Alomar? Of course. He just spit in that official's face. Never forget it. And the official just went, you're out of here. So the kid got close to my face. And that whole scene went through my head. I said, you're out of here. Just just go have a seat somewhere. And just <laughs> and I just walked away. I just blanked out. I'm like, wow. You know, this, that's the t- stickiest. Administration side, I can talk about it, but I won't talk about it. Because mm. I like to keep the the devil silent. You know what I mean? Hmm. I don't want to bring up no mess. Well, we'll just say that there's always sticky situations. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but you're willing to, to be in the, in the mess. Yes. And that's the most important thing too. I think, um, you know, when you said that not everyone could be the president, but it takes a certain type of person to yeah. be okay with being, um, disagreed with. Yes. People don't like the decision, but it's it a job that's got to be done. Right. Um, having said that, what is your best moment as an official, and what is your best moment um, being involved on the administrative side? Best moment as the official, I guess, doing the states and federation all the same year. And what year was that, Al? Um, what's this, 2015? Got to be nine, 2001, maybe, around that time, maybe. Mm-hmm. And just going up to the States and seeing all the other officials work, you know, that's a good feeling also. I like that element of, of um, federations. It was more like a celebration of like, and you're like, wow, this guy is really good. And he approaches it completely different. And you see on the, you did the girls or the boys? Girls. girls. I've done both of them. And um, on the boys' side, it's a lot of college officials doing it. So you learn from those guys. Mm-hmm. And on the girls' side, you say, wow, that's pretty good. And I, I think I could do just as good as he did or yeah. she did, yeah. you know? So it, it was an eye-opener, mm. you know, getting your first shot at it. So I was happy with that. But I got to remember what you said. Next year you get zero playoff games. I should not have any expectations that I'm going there every year. I think that's the problem with everybody, mm. you know. We all want the playoff games. We all think we should do it. But me, myself, I don't expect it. You know, I just let the chips fly where they fly. Mm. If I get it, I get it. I don't, I don't. I go on summer vacation a little earlier. You know, but um, just uh, stay humble. You just got to stay humble in this sport. And that's yeah. all. And you can't think that all of a sudden you made it and stopped working no, because, no, no, you know, the moment you, you feel that way, no, then forget no, federation. No, no. <laughs> you know, it's just like you're a senior and you got this freshman coming up, he's going to take your spot. Mm-hmm. But even though you're a senior, you're still going to lend a hand to the freshman to help him out. But you just let him know, I'm not going anywhere. You know, you're still going to have to fight for this job, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I take the same approach on officiating. So, What's your best moment uh, thus far being the president? Dealing with... Um, just dealing with different situations and having Tom and Sherry, Bill Bush, Jim Borick, you know, these guys on the girls' side just helping you out and yeah. we're just working as a team, you mm-hmm. know. I think that's just working together. You know, it's, you just can't be saying, I'm going to do it this way. Mm. No, it's everybody's input, you know. Tom could probably run the whole show by himself. He could be the John McCrink of the future. I'm not even joking. You know, Tom is great. Mm-hmm. And we have, him on the, we have him on the boys' side also. You know, so it's good. Just working as a team, basically. First thing that I found out that when you were getting involved, I was like, I'm not worried about the continuity. But I also felt like I'm one step closer to, um, you know, having a voice for myself mm-hmm. as well as, uh, feeling that if I had a problem, it would be much more of an approachable situation. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel like that. So I was very happy to find out that, that you're you. in, in those positions. So Thank you. Thank this you. has been great. I'm happy that we finally got this down. Absolutely. Do you have any final words you want to say before we part ways? Um, thank you for having me on the rant. I appreciate it. 
Um, hope everybody liked what I said. Everyone's going to love what you, you said, know? man. People been, always you know want to hear what you said. Somebody said something to me over the summer. She's, Here we go. She said to me, Al, everybody likes you. And I said to myself, and I've been thinking about this. I said, I don't want everybody to like me. It's nice to be liked. But I think it's better to be respected than liked. Well, you already know you got that respect. So, well, that's when she said that, I took a step back. I'm like, eh, that's nice and all. But I just want to be respected in what I do. You know, and that's all I want. Mm. That's all I want. Well, the thing is, like, just think about our first... You know, one first real interaction when when we were at Manhattan was like I thought I was a little harsh on you though, I, but you weren't that harsh because oh. I was like you right, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you you had a softer approach <clears throat> instead of going like what are you doing here? Right? What's going? You were like, well, what do you want to do with this? Right? If you want to do this, then you probably shouldn't do that, right? right. And and right. I was like, you're right. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm thinking the whole time I'm in the Willis. Nobody cares about me anyway, so I'm right. just going to continue this. But then. You opened my eyes yeah. that somebody's always watching you, no matter who it is, mm. from close or from a distance. Yeah. You know, I just happened to be in your face and told you. I could have been like these some guys and, you know, did you see, did you see him like wear these clothes and you see him roughing, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. But I think I made a 180 though. Yeah. And, you know, not forgetting um, Jonesy, he's helped me. All through the whole system from day one. Mm. So he's my number one guy, helped me through the whole system. You know, dudes don't. I have some good guys. Guys you might not like, say Jonesy, the good. You got Eric Sanders, the bad. (laughs) And you got other people, the ugly, you know. And you just mold. Eric Sanders, one of my guys. Brian Jones, one of my guys, you know. But they just help you, Mm. you know. Tell you X, Y, Z, and stuff like that. So I never mentioned this to you, but Brian Brian Jones found me in the gutter. He found me in the gutter. He saw me at a CYO game. He wasn't even on it. He switched with somebody. I had no idea who he was first time out. He goes like this, young man, how come I don't know you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, you're supposed to know me. And he's like, you can go as far as your mind takes you. And I was like, what is this? That's right. That's right. And he really changed my whole approach. Mm-hmm. And that was a little bit after, I'd say maybe a year after when we met. And then that's that's when it started clicking. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you start to realize that it, it you it, it's kind of like gasoline. If you, if you want to put bad gas in you, then you're not going to be flying. But if you want to put premium gas and you want to treat your car right, right. then you're going to you're going to get what you results. You have any final things you want to say? That's it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Let's Enjoy. see if everyone likes you. Let's see how many downloads we get on this one. <laughs> but for President Al Johnson, this is Ralph the Ref. My man, Mr. Ramp, we're signing out. Peace. Thank you.